It's the Tiltcast, episode 478, Comfy Gaming. And this week, guys, we talk Skyrim with mods, Final Fantasy XIV, Fallout 76, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Stay tuned. So comfy. It's like a cold pillow. Uh, yeah. Hey, we're back. This is the Tiltcast. These cans spooched all over his mind. No, it's, uh, it's all over the place. It's an M-rated show. It's Saturday, August the 21st at 9.40 p.m. with some rain, some, some, some light showers, and a heat warning. Are we, are we meteorologists now, too? I mean, I wanted to do that at one point, but hey, before we get started, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And you're going to get some amount of time of bullshit. Some, bullshit. Some games and some news. But um, with there being a potential for a power outage, we're going to probably take a couple of breaks. Just in case. Yeah. We want to save what we got. I mean, you know, because, yeah, losing recording sucks. So, <clears throat> hey, uh, been a lot of food the last couple of weeks. It has. There's been a whole lot of food. Which I'm not going to complain about because, A, I love food. Uh, if you've ever seen a picture of me, I really love food. Uh, and, uh, and B, I love food I don't have to cook. Yeah, we did our... <laughs> that is true. We did our tri-birthday party um, last week, which is why we didn't record. Right. Um, so, um, we did... I smoked two whole chickens. Oh... Um, Trent brought potato salad, green beans, and baked beans. Baked beans. Um, what else did we have? We had some pretty amazing potatoes. Well, we that did was, have some fried potatoes. That them. was that was yeah. Those were awesome. Um, oh, we had uh, the mac and cheese. Oh yeah, smoked mac and cheese. Smoked mac. I and didn't cheese. have any leftovers. No, you didn't because I, I gave. Oh. I gave you a little bit. I took them. Huh. Did they reheat all right? They did. Um, did you probably should have added some butter or something. Well, no, there was more than enough oil for them. That was that was another thing. I, I was one of the critiques. You might want to choose uh, a, a different different method for your cheese because all the oil leached out of them, but. It still was good. I just uh, when I uh, when I reheated it, I didn't expect for me you know, when I pulled the bowl out to have it fry on the bottom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, uh, it's a good thing that my bowls were rated for that kind of temperature because that was uh, that that was it was pretty hot. Um, they reheated well though. Yeah, so I made. That was the first time I'd ever made smoked mac and cheese. It's actually the first time I've ever made homemade mac and cheese. It's it it's honestly, I mean, it seems like it would be easy, but it's so easy to uh, uh, to to make the mis- you know make a mistake, add too much cheese or not enough cream or uh, a, a bunch of other things where uh, cheddar likes to break, you know, where it you know releases all of its oil and it think- becomes kind of nasty. I think the next time I'm actually going to use some cream cheese. Yes, that's and, that's a good way to uh, to get them to to mix. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was really good. It was way better than my first attempt at homemade mac and cheese, which was 
a disaster. I made it well, for we, my parents, and it, and it was like, oh my god, I should have just made craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we also, it was on Friday the 13th. Yeah, so. So it was pouring buckets of rain about four hours into my smoke. You were. And I was, I was flipping out a little bit. I was like, oh shit, how am I going to break through this you were a trooper dude that that was i mean when you showed the uh, the the short video of your smoker out in freaking boring rain i'm like oh god well the problem with smoking <clears throat> in that much rain is i can't open the flu right otherwise you get water all over the what you're smoking right there's no way to diffuse that and it's it's so temperature it's, control is a big issue if i had a complete side barrel smoker I could have moved the food over to the side and probably been okay um, because the water would have just weeped through the vent on the bottom. Right. Um, but I don't. Um, I have a true vertical smoker, so it's got a side barrel where you put your fire and a huge vertical container where all the smoke travels up past the food. Right. Which is why this is so fucking smoky. Um, so it, if you open the flue, you're literally just raining all over your food while you're trying to smoke it. So got pretty cold for a smoker i think it got down to about 160 degrees in there yeah so i ended up ended up finishing stuff in the oven now thankfully the chicken was basically done yeah i just wanted to make sure it was at temp before i served it right and then the mac and cheese was done in fact the mac and cheese was done before i put it in the smoker i just needed smoke flavor right so at that point i was just trying to get a crisp on the crust and then you were like should i cook it more in the oven and i'm like no, no, it's good. Fuck, that <laughs> reminds me. I could smoke. I could do that with cauliflower. Yes. Cauliflower. Uh, cauliflower. And cheese. I mean. Damn. You might as well throw, like, whatever you want in the smoker because you've got it. And fuck yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, Absolutely. I've got too much leftovers as it is right now, so I'm going to have to wait until, like, next week. Freaking cauliflower and cheese like yeah well, broccoli and cheese you know we had all kinds of stuff yeah. we had a lot of food and you're like should i bring anything i was like we're probably good and then we talked about maybe doing kibasa right and then by the time you got over like there was so much food was like, nobody was gonna eat that no it just stayed in a freaking you know ice chest that also wasn't used <laughs> i brought yeah. that over i'm like well uh, yeah it's in the garage right the, now. the thing is is our our tri birthday parties have gone from a fucking we get smashed birthday party to a barbecue cookout and you know just hanging out with you know with buds and I think I had two beers and a couple of shots and that and, was it and I had shots because Jason and Brandy bought me some rum and, and I hadn't had rum all year right well it, and it was actually super fucking smooth like yeah. Now, did you have a shot? I did not have a shot. <clears throat> no, it's it's good. I um, it's adult rum. I I don't. I did. I don't drink anymore. So, like, not I. I will. It's not that I won't drink. It's just that I choose not to. Um, and that is the the per, You know, it's not any kind of like philo philosophical or any any type of choice. It is simply I don't want the hangover. And I don't want, you know, an alcohol trickers migraines, and we don't want any of that shit. So, uh, it is more of a self-preservation situation. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know anything about it. It's called Bumboo. Bumboo? Was it's the name of the rum? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm I am not a connoisseur, obviously, because I don't drink, so I wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, that was a. Uh, it runs about fifty dollars a bottle. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh, so you, you had run, to look it up. Huh? I just, I finally decided to look it up. I was like, I wonder how good the rum is they got me. It's and really I looked good. it up and I was like, shit, that I explains mean, why it doesn't taste like Captain Morgan. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you're looking at like, Captain Morgan's kind of like the Budweiser of rum, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is just, it is what it is. It's, it is exactly what it says on the tin and nothing more. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's probably the smoothest rum I've had in a long time. It, it's intriguing, that's for sure. Um, and that's probably the extent of what I would drink to is like to try something, and that was it. I didn't do it that night. It well, it it didn't. The thing about it, and I'm no, I'm not an alcohol connoisseur. I mean, honestly, I don't. I'm not a. I don't drink a lot of beer anymore, right? I was oh having Modelo and all that other stuff. Oh, my God. But um, usually take – I could have just had that in a glass, to be honest with you. I probably could have had a glass and been good the whole night. Yeah. And I just – I because I'm on a different schedule now, I wanted to be up a little bit later, so I had shots of rum. It's a sipping rum. Yeah. that's That's the thing. Oh, that's, you could have gulped that. Trust me. Like, that's probably the smoothest and most dangerous alcohol I've drank in a long time. (laughs) Okay. I could have just had it like tea with my dinner. I took it. Remember, I was was shooting. I was like, I don't know what to expect, right? It's harder alcohol. Right. Well. And then I was like. That's smooth. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I've had, I've, I've had something. I've had something fairly similar, but I usually shoot Jaeger. Okay, well, I mean that's that's something different. And I, drink, I do you're... like licorice, but it is it's strong and it tastes mm. strong going down. Yeah, you you're shooting cough syrup, you know, a really weird flavor of cough syrup. Yeah, um, but that's basically what that is. Um, and every time I wake up after Jaeger, it's like the worst fucking migraine trigger ever. Well, which is one of the reasons why I've kind of cut back on a lot of her alcohol um that and keto and honestly um had a couple of people have ruined alcohol for me so it's not the same right but that being a rum i could probably have it at christmas i could probably have it next year oh yeah oh yeah that would be really it's probably not going to be bad for a while uh no i mean liquor stays pretty good for a while (laughs) so yeah a long while so that is definitely a bottle that you can uh, that you can. It's in the freezer. You know, keep. You don't need to freeze it, but hey, whatever. It's not frozen. No, you don't need to keep it in the freezer. Is what I'm saying. It probably is actually bad for the cork. That might be true. So there's that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a fun time. Uh, we we definitely had. Uh, uh, we we definitely had some conversations. Uh, you know. Speaking of which, like Jason brought 
Cards Against Humanity, and we didn't even crack the box. Oh open. yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, son of a bitch. I mean, where in years past we would have been playing that like half the night, right? But I think know. with the, especially with the potential for another lockdown, it was like it was more incidental to just talk to people, right? Because if that happens again, that. if that happens again, yeah, like it's. The face-to-face interaction, for, you know, with uh, just a bunch of people we haven't seen in a while, because I mean, we've all kind of been in lockdown for an entire year, about uh, eighteen months. I haven't, you know, I mean, I hadn't seen Trent in ages. Uh, we've I had him on the show before, but it's you know, it's different having I've, him here. I've talked to him on the phone through twenty twenty, but I hadn't seen him in person since twenty nineteen. Right, you know, and that's and that's been pretty much the you know same thing, with the exception of. Uh, uh, John, who was on the show, you know, not long ago. Um, yeah, I've seen John and Matt a couple of times, and then. But yeah, I mean, we haven't. I haven't seen any of these people in you know a couple of years because of you know because of the pandemic. So it's it was nice to get everybody, uh, everybody here, and we've been we spent a lot of time shit talking each other. I mean, shooting the shit. Um, well, and then. <laughs> I was in a cooking mood again, and then you left the kielbasa, and you said, hey, I was like, why don't we just cook this up before next show? Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you had forgotten that or not, but... No, no. I didn't forget that. Um, I know we, where... start, we started poking the bear early because I was hungry. <laughs> I know where my meat is. <laughs> and uh, Jason got here at like 7.30. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to cook Jason some potatoes, and then I'm going to fire up the grill... And then hopefully Rusty's here around 8.40 or... 8.30, 8.40, something like that. You got here about 8.50. Well, yeah, you guys and poked, and I was I was around, but I was not in a mood to say words. I was more grunt, and I was more grown and zombie-like. Oh, you were um, definitely grown. Uh, it was... Yeah, I, I don't do well on you know on on Saturdays when I wake up for the podcast. I'm more of a bear. Uh, oh yeah, so I made Jason some fried potatoes and I fried it in some of the sausage fat and a little bit of uh, bacon fat. I took some bacon and like finely sliced it and then let the it fry in the fat. You're you're with some seasoned salt and some onion and. Uh, then I took that same pan and then just wiped it down and actually put some sesame oil in there and then fried your cauliflower concoction thing. It was really good. Cauliflower fried rice. It was cauliflower fried rice. It was is different, but it was good. It was really good. It had a, you know it had a surprising amount of flavor for cauliflower rice because it's I mean cauliflower rice has it still retains that vegetals you know taste to it and that was definitely not there in in that uh because you you frightened sesame oil then i added some chili oil and then some actual onion so caramelized onion and a little bit of butter and some uh soy sauce i mean you you threw like three different kinds of oils in there and i'm i'm all about that like i get to lick the plate that's how i keto it because yeah. I need a little bit of fat, and that was 
I wanted something for leftovers, so I did that, and then I took. Just, you gave me a three pack of kibasa. I know, right? So <laughs> I fried the kibasa and the cast iron skillet, and then made the cauliflower fried rice in my wok. There you go. And then reheated it in the cast iron skillet because I still had it out. There you go. I mean, it was really good. You so, know, so this man can cook, and uh, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I have no, I have no metabolism because my body knows I can give itself food. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was even right. telling Jason, I was like, I was trying to wear Lola out before the show, so we went up to the park, and with it being as hot as it was, right, we got most of a lap around, and the she's really hot, I was like, you know what, let's just jog the rest of the way, let's get it over with, I need to get winded, and I need to get her back to the car, and she wants to run anyway, so let's just run, and we, uh, I wore myself the fuck out, and I wore her the fuck out, like, she was so tired. Like, this dog will lay on her back with the feet in the air when she's completely, completely, like, done. So she, like, basically played dead with her feet in the air, with her stomach uh-huh. towards the fan, and just, like, just, like melted into the floor. Like, yep, I'm, 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 I'm spent. That's awesome. And she's still this hyper. I mean, she, she loves me. Uh, she spends the first... 20 minutes not leaving me alone when I get here. Uh, she is the most. She was sitting in Jason's lap licking his face earlier. Oh, well, I mean, the the yeah. love is shared, I see. Um, oh. She just gets it done because Jason's always here about an hour before you. Of course. Mm-hmm. It only takes about 20 minutes for, it to get, for her to get out of her system, but she still insists on attacking me during the podcast at least once or twice she did it this time before we even started so that, i should be good for at least an hour <laughs> that's because she's figured out there's enough space and you will let her do it oh well you know i think she just i think she likes me too so there's that we so we say all this i think there's a running theme and i was even talking to jason about this a little bit with the lack of the ability to interact and stuff like it's kind of led to a little bit of like low spots so to speak so there's been a lot of comfy gaming going on yes um absolutely and you know with potential for new lockdown on the horizon you don't know what's going to happen um like it's i think all of us have been playing stuff that's comfortable like jason was talking about modding before you got here rusty I've been modding a little bit on some stuff, even though I have new things to play. And I've got a little bit to talk about that's new. Okay. But most of what I've been playing is old and ditto with Rusty. Yep. But I'm going to start with Jason. Did you end up actually locking anything down, or what were you dabbling in? Well, I'll start by saying I downloaded and installed Remnant from the Ashes. And in the first 15 to 20 minutes, bounced off of it hard. Really? Yeah. You And and that's not anything to do with the game. Just as much as, like, my overall, like, general mood and feeling. Okay. Towards stuff this week, I just... I mean, it does take... I I couldn't... I don't know, there was just something about, about it I just couldn't... I just can't deal at the moment. It the it, at um, first it kind of feels jank, yeah. but it does it does actually open up quite a bit. So so I bounced off of it hard. Tried going back to 
play a little bit, little bit of Doom and bounced off of that hard. Wow. Bounced off of Mass Effect. Wow. Okay, so I, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to defend Remnant from the Ashes. He was just in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, he, he lost um, his kitty. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, did have put him down this week, but that affected me less than... Just hmm. work has been... Work was... A, we didn't cast last week, but work has basically been super stressful since the start of last week. Uh, and I've just kind of been uh, yeah. going through it just because it's been super busy. Surviving is what it's, it's called. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, so all those bounces happened last week, um, and I kind of just kept trying stuff. I was ready to fight you over fucking Remnant from the Ashes. <laughs> I was starting to get my um, stance ready. <laughs> it's a pretty good game. And uh, eventually I just landed on, uh, and I started this adventure last Saturday, actually, before Justin reminded me that we weren't we weren't casting last week, um, I started my my adventure into finally modding Skyrim because I've had it installed on my machine this for a gaming. while. This guy, and he's like, I'm going to ins- uh, I'm going to modify. You know, they're coming out with a 10th anniversary edition of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is like the fifth release, it's, but it'll it will be their final release. So is, they say. Are they even doing anything with it to enhance it at all? Yes. Or is it... They've so the adding 12k textures. Well, they are doing. Uh, they're doing a lot of the uh, the Bethesda content uh, content creator pack stuff. They're going to add a bunch of that stuff in, and the, the funny thing, and this got me laughing. They're adding fishing to Skyrim. So you can fish in Skyrim. Oh, I don't need that. You can get a mod for that. I mean, the, um, that, to be honest, their, eight, their HD uh, texture uppresses they did for a special edition, mm-hmm. it, for me, is fine for the environment. Like, it makes fire and stuff look good. This will be better. So It's it's geared more towards the, uh, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox series. Yeah. So, I mean, I just really... Uh, I started, you know, just kind of researching mods and installing some here and there. Most of them were more character-oriented. Yeah. Uh, just to make character mo- models look better. Yes. Um, and then I started playing that because, you know what? Old feel-good. And it's an old feel-good that I haven't played in an even longer time than anything else I've replayed in the last year. There's this guy. <laughs> I mean, um, I think Skyrim is just as memeable as, uh, you know, uh, fucking Grand Theft Auto at this point. It it really it, it really is a game that just refuses to die. Um, oh, absolutely. But that's the thing that makes it. I mean, when you look at when you look at uh, RPGs that aren't that are MMOs. I mean... It and The Witcher 3 are probably the top two RPGs. Well, I mean, Bethesda's, you know, Elder Scrolls games have always had that kind of following. I remember, you know, like, 
Morrowind, Oblivion to a lesser extent, but well, that's just because Oblivion was super broke. But Morrowind was uh, was I mean that that was a thing. Oh my god, dog, you're gonna need to like calm the fuck down. Um, Morrowind <laughs> only died when Skyrim came out. I get what you're getting. Yeah. At. I mean the uh, the the thing with Morrowind is I played through that game. I probably put like two hundred fucking hours into that game. I played through it, you know, all the way through twice. We're gonna need to uh, we're gonna need to appease. We're, the, we're the, gonna the, need to go with a dog mounting here. The, we're gonna need to appease the beast here. Uh, continue your thoughts. So while I become attacked. The the thing is though, it's been it's been a good. Uh, uh, ten years or so since I played Skyrim. It's a long time. All I mean, I played it when I played it when it when it came out, and I played it a a couple times, but I never. Uh, uh, it's one I've never actually gone back to because I said I would only go back to it. When I could play it on play it on PC and and modify it and yeah, now you have a PC that can everything. run it with mods. Yeah, you played it last on Xbox, right? So it yeah. was like, I mean, I played it on Xbox from launch. I never played it on PC. <sighs> so Damn. played it on 720p texture. I mean, my first playthrough was on Xbox as well. Uh, it's I just. Think- Mine was as well, and then I played through it a couple times with mods, and then it's kind of set on the shelf. I've played a little bit of it in VR, and I think that would be my next venture. And I keep telling myself I'm going to play Fallout 4 in VR, and then I went to Fallout 76. <laughs> so, so, so funny, funny thing about Skyrim is it is the last game that I purchased... That I also purchased the fucking game guide for. Remember, oh, yeah. the the game guide yeah. for Skyrim was about two inches thick. <laughs> it was a massive book. <laughs> I actually purchased that book too. I I, I have it have somewhere. It. Uh, somewhere I think it's in one of my uh, one of my storage cabinets, right next to some of my old Nintendo powers that I have. There's a Dragon Age guide in one of these boxes from work that somebody yeah. gave me. I was like, remember the time when you can actually buy these things as paper form? I think right. I think those are extinct now, aren't I, they? I think they, well, yes and no. You can find some of them, um, but they're really hard to find, and they don't sell very well, so they don't make them as often. Um, yeah. It used to be Literally every game had like a game guide of some sort, uh, and That's true. you know, and then it became every big game had a game game guide, and then it was like it, it's dwindled down quite a bit from there. Um, I don't, I don't know what the last one uh, it was like. Uh, Prima Games, I think it is. Is it fucking? I I don't know, man. It's been a long fucking time. Uh, a long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Prima game guides. But, um... When was the last one? So, anyway, I mean, it's... Cyberpunk. 
Find it on eBay. It's uh, no shit. <laughs> they still make them, apparently. So for me, it's it's one of those games that yes, it's really been long enough since I've played it that I don't remember everything. Right. You know, of course, you remember the memeable <laughs> stuff, and you kind of remember like plot highlights, but after 10 years or more of not playing it, you don't really remember everything. I remember. So it is kind of, I, if I ever decided to go back through the Witcher again, it would be like that for me because I haven't played that in about four years. Same for both. Yeah. Actually. Uh, I haven't I even thought about it. Cause I mean, we're kind of at, uh, at a low point in releases for the year. So I thought about actually, uh, you know, downloading The Witcher 3 Vault Hunt and uh, playing through that again. Uh, but I decided against it. I, uh, I I was, you know, not in the mood for it. And I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to start it and just stop and never come back to it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I will play it eventually. It's just uh, not, not right now. There's... Well, you got, you got to get the cavil face going when you when you replay it you know i could but i actually kind of like either one it does i'm not one or the other oh I i'm not like either it, it's just one of those kind of uh but Geralt with a beard it, it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty amazing how um how realistic a couple of those face textures are okay like it's enough to not be to not completely fall in the uncanny valley okay i mean and that it, that's fine it, which is which is pretty fucking awesome to I, be honest that's fine um the the other actors though that that they've done so far yeah total uncanny valley yeah well like you, know. you can yeah the but thing of, the thing with like the witcher Cavill for me is is great the, the the original witcher i mean i played all of, of the course. witchers so it was one of those like this character kind of grew up I, uh, yeah. and progressed um and i've kind of and i've seen it from Oh, back in the fucking day, like you play, look at gameplay for the original oh, yeah. The Witcher game, and it's a night and day difference. But of course, it probably helps that Henry Cavill's uh, face structure is really kind of similar. I mean, they picked the right guy. They just, did. Just saying. Um, <laughs> and they've even got full beard effects going for for those textures now, etc. So, I mean. It, you're trying to sell me on a game cool. that I'm already going to play, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm down with that. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean that's why I ended up doing along with kind of finishing my parts plans for the the kids PC once the secondary PC. Yeah. Um. Once we actually get our get our tax return back. It's been nice. It's been kind of hanging out there, pretty delayed. So. Yeah, but um, getting that other PC for the kids is going to be 
Uh, well, for the eldest, it's going to be just uh, it's going to be almost essential. Just just remember to so. lock that bitch down. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, it it will be. Of course, my Windows account will be the primary on there, and she'll just be a user, so I'll be able to lock You'll down be able whatever. To, yeah, lock that lock that shit down. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, we know it's on the internet. Uh huh. I mean, we, we've we we've, ex- we've explored some of the darker corners of the internet. I'm sure. She already hates me because I have her phone locked down to the point where she has to ask me for anything. <laughs> and it annoys the shit out of her because her friends all have shit like TikTok and whatnot. And yeah, I'm well, like, no. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No. I mean, we're. <laughs> I mean, it, the internet's a weird place for kids. The internet's a weird place for everybody, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking of the things that just the creeps that are there for the kids. Uh, well, there's that, but the internet is uh, it is I mean, very much the Wild West still. But so, but let's face it though, that was happening way before the internet. Mm-hmm. They just had to be way more creative, and it was a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, free candy, right? <laughs> Jesus, ice cream trucks. Yeah, but no, it, it's it's a thing that you you do need to you know take yeah. into account. Well, it, know, it's something so, you do have to monitor for your kids. I mean, so Jess's daughter, right, is a cheerleader, and she posts a lot of cheerleading pics. And Jess had decided that she was going to be the primary login for that account to see any type of message or any post that she posted. Yeah. Because of that very reason. And she's like, yeah, I caught a couple of creepy people like asking her for really inappropriate things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's a, it's, it's she's t- like when somebody from Russia is asking for feet pics from your daughter, it really starts to worry you. Fucking feet pics. Like, seriously? I mean, yeah. everybody's got their kink, but man, that is like a weird one. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's the kind of weird shit that's out there. And that was just, you know, she had an Insta and. Fucking, I, I know there's there's uh, YouTubers and Twitch streamers that that constantly get bombarded by that same kind of you know thing. Was well, like, the biggest Twitch streamer right now does weird shit in a bathtub or something right now. I, uh, that's that's some fucking. It's like it's weird. And like, OnlyFans for on uh, the edge. Oh my god! Well, I you guess OnlyFans. Up... I was like, I guess OnlyFans isn't a thing. No, Not that I ever to... partook, but. You have to. You had to bring that up. Have you have you heard the news about that site? Yeah, they can't stream sexual content anymore. Yeah, they're they're actually actively getting rid of you know uh, of adult content on OnlyFans. So what are people going to do on that site? <laughs> well, the thing is, is OnlyFans was kind of built by that that group of people. I was, I, um, I didn't even know what it was until last year, and then a I, friend of mine told me that it was where you basically tipped people to watch them do things sexual things well or i mean that's where it. when when patreon and imager imager, bo- imager? imager whatever uh, thing is both gonna, next Im- thing he's gonna say is mimi when when both of those ban the sexual content and the nudity <laughs> ju- only fans is where all the uh where all the Porn stars and adult models went. See, OnlyFans was not 
meant for that. I I'm going to assume. What was it actually meant for? I'm going to assume that it was not meant for the uh, the adult entertainment industry to you know to primarily be its user base. Um, I mean, it's. I never had. This is just showing my age. I never had a Snapchat because I always figured out. Snap. I always thought Snapchat was for people's pictures of their assholes and tits. No, that's not what Snapchat was for, though. That but was that's what it ended up being. Well, I mean, it ended up being that way, and then they started to censor that shit too. And I and I understand. There's there's a whole another fucking argument about censorship, but the uh, the this is going beyond that. I'm going to set the censorship argument aside. If a company says, this is not what our vision was for our company when we set out and we want to not have this content uh, be available on our platform, it's, you know, that, that's their prerogative. If they're, they're probably shooting themselves in the foot hardcore because raging, I'm <laughs> because uh, it's still a thing because that. You know, is a um, giant par- uh, portion of the revenue, right? Let me get back to my original question. What is OnlyFans for? OnlyFans was supposed to be a way for content creators to interact directly with their uh, with with their fans, uh, with their subscribers. So it's kind of like Patreon. In, in a in a way, they did, but it was just turned into porn. You you paid tips to do random shit and the, the idea i i I'm i think well understand I'm, I'm, it as you know you would i'm roasting this a little bit but like the <laughs> i'm pretty sure so not really a uh guilty pleasure i love megadeth but dave mustaine sings people happy birthdays through only fans for a fee right like a hundred bucks he'll sing you happy birthday yeah and then lately that he's been hinting at things on his new album um, by playing part of the recording of a track. Exactly. Uh, while he does a happy birthday. So it's he's been making like metal news because he keeps doing these little things while he's doing like happy birthdays and things like that for people as side income. And, that, and, and I think that was the original idea behind OnlyFans was so that there was some form of direct interaction with somebody that wanted to contribute to a, a, uh, to a content creator. There's a couple of comedians, too, that um, were doing, like, private shows. I think there was, like, a fucking Gilbert Godfrey would fucking say something specific. Yeah. If you if you gave him a script, uh, he yeah. would read it to you, you know, read the script. Uh, and, I mean, there was other comedians that would do something similar. Uh, so I guess that. that's what they're going to be doing now is just back to that no sexual content and it's a thing still. Yeah, and do we need to create an OnlyFans? Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh God! No! I think it's. <laughs> oh God! No! Uh, the the thing is, is even after they, uh, you know, even after they've made this change, it's gonna take time for. The uh, the stigma of you know OnlyFans being associated with adult content to fade away, uh, and in the meantime, they're basically taking the biggest portion of their revenue and throwing it right out the window. 
Um, I know it's a huge if, part of the revenue. I, it's if they were smart about it, they would have split that fucking company up and had something you know specific set up for that industry. That way, they could separate the two. That would create a separation of liability for each you know each set of content. And if they ended up having to nix whatever the adult uh, branch of that was, they could do that at a later time, but they would still get, you know, all the revenue and basically the users wouldn't really notice that much of a difference. If they were smart about it, I think that's the direction they would have gone. And they might have looked at that as a possibility. And I have no idea. I'm not part of the board or anything, but I'm just saying if it was me, I would have looked at that because throwing out millions of dollars of, you know, revenue just because it's adult content, I mean, that industry makes a lot of money, <laughs> especially on the internet. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's it's a thing. It's never going to go away. Porn is uh, porn is one of the uh, uh, the cornerstones of the internet. I think it's like 80% of the internet. I mean, fake statistics are great, but uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, probably not that far off. <laughs> no, it's probably not. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a conversation with my buddy, you know, uh, over it. Uh, and uh, we agreed both that, you know, uh, the adult industry, and the people who work in the adult industry, it's a real job. It's a thing that they do. This is, a, you know, and they can consider those, themselves professionals in this sense. Um, and it having... takes a certain kind of person. I mean, me and Jess were talking about this the other night because she was here on for a little bit. We were helping the daughter pack up for college, and we were talking. She was like, "You know, I could just we could forget the whole house thing. I could do the OnlyFans thing. This uh-huh. is Monday." <laughs> um, she's <laughs> like, "But she's like, I as dirty as we both can be, um, I couldn't get over myself." She's like, I, I don't know that I could do it. And, and she's that, like, it takes a certain kind of person. It does. And she's like, I think it would be unhealthy for our relationship. And I, what would I do if one of my family members discovered it? I mean. She's like, I would just hide in a hole. I mean, it's, that is a real thing that every one of them has to go through. Um, that is, <clears throat> that is a conversation that every family of a uh, adult worker Definitely, uh, definitely runs into at least once. I'm pretty sure. Um, but, but the, the thing is, is that is a thing. I, you brought up OnlyFans. I said, hey, uh, that's. <laughs> I just read that news this morning. <laughs> so I want to, with fear of thunder and lightning, <laughs> thunder. Let's take a really short break and then be back. We All just right. want to save this. All righty, we'll be right back. And we're back. Very short break. Very short break. Literally hit save and start it again. Yes, because thunder. Thundercats. Oh, thunder. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> ah, you broke my ear, ear, ear drums. So, um, kind of wanted to use that as a very unnatural break to talk about some games. Yes. Um, yes. Any specific mods that you added, Jason, 
or did you have you even started it yet? Oh yeah, I've started it. Uh, specifically, a lot of uh, um, though I don't have all of them working yet. It's kind of one of those things. So some of them have a tendency to uh, uh, to break the game. So I haven't found the exact ones, and it depends on. And whether or not they break the game depends on what other mods you have installed, but I've been working on trying to get a bunch of uh, just high-res, high-poly uh, character just mods. make it pretty. The, make it not look 10 well, years old. <laughs> make the characters not look 10 years old. I mean, the environment's fine You know, the, in the special edition version. You should... The weather effects are really cool. Um, that's one that I liked. And then the weapon uh, retextures and the yeah. armor retextures. If you want to go for as vanilla as possible, but still keep some of the yeah. stuff. There's also some full um, quest chains and other areas that you can unlock now at this point. Yep. In fact, there's a game that was released that they let release that was made on the Skyrim engine for about 20 bucks. That's like a... It's, it's not Skyrim. They just literally used the backbone of Skyrim to make a game. Well, and it's an adventure game uh, set in like a Roman universe, and I cannot remember the name of it. Huh? It's about twenty bucks on Steam. If I remember, uh, it was like big about a month ago. It was one of the top sellers on Steam. Uh, I don't know, man. I have no ideas. If I remember it, I'll say something about it. But it there, it was a thing. Um. The, I've been doing kind of the same thing. We talk about comfy gaming. So I started playing. To, I've been dicking around a lot with my tablet. So I, I didn't really say anything about this last time, but I got a Samsung tablet and then got a couple of uh, modifiers for that. I got a USB-C extension. What would this call it? Adapter. So you can see I've got, you guys can see I've got, two dongles plugged into it for a mouse and keyboard. Right. We've got the world's smallest keyboard um, for my tablet. It's very cute. Um, it's just a numb keyless. Uh, yeah. And super flat and small. And then a mouse. So like all of that together cost me about 30 bucks. It's perfect. It's all you need. And um, started playing um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, it's almost sounded very walking. Like a dragon. Like a dragon. Um, Yakuza. Yakuza. Um, but so I started playing that. I've gotten through a couple of quests so far. Um, just trying to test the magic of it, right? And not wanting to completely fire up my PC on break or on lunch or whatever. Just wanting to just try to play a game through um, Android. So Xbox through Android. There are some things I think if I can get my network working a little bit better to split my bandwidth, um, I can probably play Doom. But Doom's pretty twitchy and pretty fast-paced. And it does, depending on your connection, it does reduce the frame rate yeah. and resolution. So Doom, not so great of an experience so far, but it's like my benchmark. And then I tried um, Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> Yakuza works fucking flawlessly, and it has cross-save, so I can play it on the PC or on the tablet, which is crazy. Um, tried Gears, man. Of, tried Gears of War 5. 
That yeah. works really well. Okay. Tried Fallout 76. Uh, picked up my save from like two years ago, which is pretty fucking crazy. Okay. And it works. It's a, it's not as twitchy as Doom, you know. Um, no. It's just when you're searching for screws or something like that um, on a 10-inch screen, like I need to be pretty close to it to see what I'm doing. Um, Get a squint. Got to squint a little bit. It's a, That's a little bit harder, but Gears of War worked pretty damn well. Um, I was really impressed with Gears of War 5 on cloud. Um, not very much loss in fidelity at all. Um, I don't know what they're running it on. There's no settings for it, except for gamma settings is it. So I think it's like the console version, but running through the cloud or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But it works really well. Um, I even tried that on my phone and it worked. So using my phone as a hotspot, I'm preparing for a trip. I'm going to be gone for like nine or ten days in about a month. And when I go, I want to make sure that I have some gaming experience when I'm gone. Yes. So this was my... I said the same thing, but I never actually gamed. <laughs> well, Jessa doesn't take vacation because she's kind of self-employed. So when I go visit her, I'm going to be seeing her before and after work. Uh, so there's going to be a like... time in the middle of the day of me doing nothing but playing with Lola and watching Netflix or playing games. I mean, you're going to be doing that in a different location, so you could, like, go places and do things but hey you can play video games too if you want well i mean i'm gonna have a dog with me okay well there's that um i I just said i I was gonna i took all you know i took my switch with me on the last two trips i went to and never unpacked it uh so i may may borrow that from you uh yeah you could borrow Uh, i don't have anything on there that would be worthwhile but yeah if you if you want to buy a switch game for me that's fine (laughs) <laughs> so um but yeah i tried that out and like a dragon works really well um not flawlessly like 40 fps versus you know as fast as my tv will will refresh frames on my pc but still pretty magical and it works really well and the icons are really big so it's easy to see that's one of the things i'm noticing is like 10 inches is pretty big for a tablet but it's pretty big for a lot of things, but it's not big for a television. <laughs> um, it's, it's not too big, but, but it's not too small. <laughs> I also have an HDMI out on this, so I could run this to a TV if I wanted to as well. There you go. So that's going to be one of the next tests that I do. It's I'm just fascinated with the tech in general and. I'm going to play around with it a little bit, and I'll probably finish most of Yakuza on my tablet at some point. There you go. Um, but I, like we were talking about comfy gaming, I fell back into Fallout 76. Yeah. Um, now, after me and Rusty played it a little bit. Yeah, I did give it a try. I want to make sure that it's on record that I actually played Fallout 76 and for I, two days? One day. Was it two, uh, Was it one day or was it two? No, we I, just bled into the next day. We played for about three hours. Oh, Okay. And I took you down one of the worst experiences I possibly could, and I didn't realize it. So, things that, here's the things, Fallout 76 in the state that it is today, because I have put a lot of time into it at this point. Um, when it started, pretty trash. Just going to acquiesce that it's pretty trash. Okay. But, and that's the path I took you down. So, if you do decide to play it on Game Pass or wherever, you can get it for free at this point. Um, 
there is a place you go down and you talk to somebody in a diner that's like literally one of the first quests. That's the quest chain you follow. The other quest chain is the old quest chain. It still works. So the old quest chain, what it does, it takes you to all these different areas in Appalachia, and you're kind of following where the overseer went. Uh huh. And you're talking to a lot of robots and viewing a lot of dead people's stories, which was the problem with the game to begin with. Right. The other quest chain is taking you to different settlements and interacting with different people that leads to the other faction. So now they added another faction. They added Brotherhood of Steel. So you've got Raiders, Settlers, and Brotherhood of Steel. So you got three major factions with their own quest chains um, that give you full, fleshed-out, normal Fallout-style quests, to be honest with you. The other thing it okay. didn't have is there wasn't Raiders in the game before. Now okay. there's Raiders. And then there's the Blood... Eagles is another raider faction in the game. That's They've got their own camp, so those are people you fight. Okay. You've got... They didn't even have... They barely had super mutants in it the last time, which was great when I first played it. Like, it was literally robots and creatures. And now you've got the super mutants. Um, you've got... Which is kind of cool. The settlers have, like, ghouls in the clan now. And then part of the daily quests are them expanding through the map, basically, and the same thing with the Raiders. Um, same thing with the Brotherhoods. So I, I kind of figured out what the structure is now. There's way more of an endgame. So the first time you'd go through Season 1, let's just call it that, because that's what it was, the failed season. Right. Um, they took you through all of Appalachia um, with these robot quests, right? You go talk to a robot, you go kill creatures, or you go fetch things, or you go search for a story like there's this whole thing about a dead kid but it's all recordings and you're solving a story it's like a cold case right you're so you're finding lots of dead bodies with notes um yes. which was a problem go go find this dude he's in this location and i'm walking up to this location i'm like let me guess he's, he's a dead. fucking corpse yeah oh yeah look there's a tape next to him great um let, so, me, let me go look in my inventory for this hollow tape that tells me the story of this dead dude that tells me to go to another dead dude's location. Yeah. And so the other one is you're searching for... It loops back around in a weird way. So without spoiling it too much, essentially the Overseer's alive. Um, that's a what yeah so the overseer's alive and has been living in appalachia for a few years before you got out oh and and, and she's like and she has her own place and that was in the settlers update that came out so ah. you follow that quest chain and then all of those holotapes that you find expand on a different quest but the main story quest or the central quest that everything leads to is gold because it's a loot grind right the gold unlocks special schematics and special weapons and special gear that you can't get otherwise with random rolls on them. Okay. So everything leads to, when you do the daily quest, it leads to legendary script, which lets you buy stuff at a certain vendor, or treasury notes, which unlock gold bullion. And so the deal is, is you got to go break into this vault to start an economy for the new wasteland. Okay, uh, so because gold caps economy. isn't a thing. Yeah, like caps well, are a thing, but gold they want to start a gold economy is what it is. And so all of these rewards are gold bullion, and the gold bullion is what you use to, um, what do you call it? What you use to buy better, right. greater greater loot, um, which is an in, which is where the end game is, is getting cool shit. 
Yes, endgame currency. Yep, we 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 know all about that. And now they have a scoreboard, which also unlocks different skins and rewards. So it could be caps. It could be some of the stuff that you can buy with caps. Stuff that's unique to the scoreboard that you can't get with caps. So like consumables and stuff in there too, right? Yeah. So the the scoreboard is not. It's not pay to win. From what I saw, was the scoreboard is basically like you do quests, you get points, and then you unlock these bonuses. And their bonuses, it might give you 250 caps. It might give you gold bullion. It might give you a skin. It might give you an outfit for your character or right. a thing that you can put in your camp. Yeah. And in the Atomic Shop, for the most part, it's not pay to win. Let me tell you where the pay to win stuff is. You can buy repair kits, which will instantly repair a weapon without any materials. Right. You can get a scrap kit, which will scrap all of your junk and send it to your inbox. Or you can get Fallout First, which gives you an unlimited stash um, and your own world to play in with friends that you invite and a little camp and a skin uh ncr ranger skin okay for 12 bucks a month but it's still not very pay to win and i can respect that it, it's well like, the unlimited box is basically like the unlimited craft bag and yes um uh, and a number of different like perks that you can get for other free to play games like even usually, path of exile you uh it was free to uh free to play but you end up uh, paying for with real money extra stash space, uh, it, but the thing is, is yeah. I mean, they've upped the stash. The stash started out at three hundred, three or four hundred pounds. Eesh. So right now it's at twelve hundred pounds, which is pretty manageable, honestly. Right. Um, like I even I was talking to you while I was playing the other day, and I was like, the only thing I'm getting at this point is screws. Everything else I have plenty of, and I've got enough perks to keep my stuff repaired. I've got a luck perk that literally repairs my armor on hit, so I almost never have to repair my armor. And then I'm usually selling most of my scrap because I have way too much. Um, just from breaking shit down to find plans. So, or literally just going to the newbie area and just gifting it to people. Um, hey, that's what they tried to do to us. Yeah, we had a kind of a negative... Not a negative experience, just a over-peopled experience. It was, yeah. We had a whole bunch of people that gathered around the entrance and started trying to help us with everything. Um, And then I got a whole bunch of, like, plans, like, right off the bat in a little gift bag. Um, And we were like, I remember taking myself and putting myself in world chat and saying, like, hey, we're just trying to fuck around. Um, We want to make this, like, our own experience. So I appreciate the help, but we're good to go. Right, and the guy fucked off. Right, um, and honestly, for the most part, people just fuck off in that game. You don't very, you very rarely run into hostile people, especially if you put yourself on peaceful. Right, um, there's not a lot of PvP in that game unless you do the nuclear winter, which I don't think a lot of people do. So, I think they're about to close it, to be honest with you, because nobody's playing it. Uh, so. Makes sense. For instance, when I was talking about peaceful people, right? Like, I'm playing it right now, and I've been doing events to unlock stuff on the scoreboard, and it's good XP. Um, and they're fun. Like, especially if there's one that's in a uh, radiation dump site that spawns a shitload of glowing ghouls and all sorts of shit, right? And I got in there, and I was trying to radiate myself, and I was telling Rusty, I was like, I'm just radiating myself over and over and over again to get mutations and server hopping to get tons of mutations so I can have all sorts of stuff. And I'd give you a list of like nine mutations I had. Right. It was stupid. Crazy. Um, because I had, that was the best way for me to build somebody right now without getting the special he's weapons. He's got an arm coming out of his ass. Uh, he's apparently a marsupial. Marsupial uh, is an amazing trait. <laughs> it, 
there's a card that adds a 25% buff to all mutations when in a party. And so you can put yourself in a world party, which means you don't have to interact with somebody. It just gives you additional charisma perks and additional XP. And you can share some of your perk cards with other people based on your charisma level. So I usually uh, share one that makes fast travel cheaper, and then I share one that helps uh, increase action point regen um, when I'm in a party. And so I'll open myself to a party and basically never interact with this person. But every time I go to an event, that person sees that I'm an event and then jumps in with me. And then every time I jump in an event, I would like me and this guy kept getting creamed because it was too hard. We're not that high level. And a whole bunch of people like jumped into the same event with us because we kept dying and started resin us and then started like helping us out with these huge monsters. It's meat week, which means you've got tons of huge cryptids that come in a area. It's very anti vegan. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, it's meat week, man. I mean, I gave you guys meat tonight. <laughs> it's it's very much meat week. Uh, you were describing uh, a situation where there was like a big bonfire in the middle of a, uh, an area, and these fucking creatures would come in. You would kill them and then throw their corpses into the fire. Uh, and yeah, it's a whole bunch, of, and like they make it intentionally cute. It's like a bunch of like chickens and <laughs> rabbits and possums. <laughs> Um, and they all like spawn in this area. And really the only purpose of this is to give you XP and then for everybody to dance around a bonfire because everybody's got, they're playing like hand drums and then a super mutant like gives a speech and then it's done. Um, and you just got to kill as many things as possible, um, to increase your XP score. So everybody's like vats targeting, like there's just like lasers and gunfire and it's a fucking war zone of killing little critters <laughs> to throw meat chunks on a fire. Meat. But throw the meat on the fire. It does get I mean, harder. that's the way it should be. Meat on fire. There's harder versions of the meat wheat stuff, though. Like the one I was talking about where it's a ton of cryptid. So cryptid being death claws or this thing called a fog crawler or hermit crabs, which have like a big truck on their ass. <laughs> um, or fucking, I don't think a scorch beast has been in there, but anglers have been in there. My alert Kings. Meyer lurks like all sorts of shit like come on an area um like there was a whole like 30 sting wings came and descended on me and this guy we were just getting fucked up um because even with marsupial i can't get high enough to escape a flying insect so um but yeah it's uh like the state of the game right now there's a lot of fucking content and then the end game part is these operations which i don't feel like i'm at a good enough level for I heard it too. <laughs> Jason's just like trying to play incognito over there. We all know that Jason just let that rip. Oh yeah. God damn. That's a leather chair. I own that one. That's a leather chair. You you vibrated the floor. You can't escape that one. You can't you can't uh, you can't. The microphone might have picked that up. Yeah, it's the, it was not the dog. Don't fart, That's for damn Don't fart in a leather chair. You Jesus did. It'll rumble. I guarantee you it did. My mother motherfucker. We're in a small ass room. We're in a fucking studio, and you're fucking like. Hey, I do have the I do have the door open. Okay, but to wrap all of this up, um, <laughs> fucker. Yeah, you thought you were gonna get away with it. <laughs> no, I I had no uh, illusions about that. Okay, there's Jason was talking about modding, and I went on a, a twenty minute winding trail around this, but 
Um, there are mods for Fallout 76. They're not officially supported, but they won't get you kicked out of the game. They're all UI mods. Um, and there's a couple that like retexture some things. I didn't go that far because the game looks pretty good anyway. Um, and mm. runs a little bit inconsistently in places, So even with my machine. So I there's a UI mod that helps you see what your health's at. Another one that lets you see like how many pounds are in your weapons category, how many pounds are in your junk category. And it helps with managing your weight a lot better. Um, there's another one that um, I got that changed my map so that all the icons pop more. Right? It's just a retexture of the fucking map. You know? Um, and there's some performance mods you can get. But I didn't get a lot of mods. Uh, I got one where my if I drop my loot, the bag glows. So I can see the bag. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. Stuff. Just, yeah. Just... Basics. Those are those are quality of life stuff. So it's that is perfectly fine. I don't think that. I mean, it doesn't really give you power. It's just uh, just a different way of looking at things, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, um, there's one I almost got that helps you see what meat piles are yours. So when you kill a bunch of shit, there's usually goo piles and meat piles and corpse piles all over the place. And sometimes in a big event where you've just killed. 200 things with a group, it's kind of hard to figure out what stuff was yours. Right. Um, I can basically turn it pink or something like that for all of my piles. Um, but it felt a little too immersion-breaking. Not that it... I mean, it's still a video game. It just... I couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, I mean, one of the things that I did, as far as modding in, in that sense, for, you know, for loot, and, you know, loot indicators, basically... Uh, one of the games that I modded to include, you know, loot indicators was fucking um, Monster Hunter World. Because I mean, if if you remember Monster Hunter World, when you uh, when you break a uh, a piece off of a thing, it's just this little fucking glowing star on the ground. Oh yeah, it looks like a little grain of sand. Right. Well, uh, or a shiny rock. The um, the later uh, the later expansion, uh, Iceborne, is a snowy area. It's so you you've got this little speck of glowing thing on a white background, and you're like trying to figure it out and trying to find it. So, uh, one of the mods that I used for uh, for that was just a light spire. It just pull uh, put a Diablo style light spire on you know on whatever I could loot. It needs to be like a giant pointing arrow at the ground or something like that. It was. I mean, it it was a good indicator of where to find certain, you know, certain loot things. And I don't think that that breaks the game. I think that that is just almost an accessibility feature that should have been included. I, in general, um, Fallout 76 isn't perfect. Yeah. It's a hell of a, it is extremely playable right now. I, I, I bounced off of it hard. Uh, and there's a reason why. Um, well, you were really trying to talk me into Final Fantasy Online, which was what it was. I mean, yes, there was that, but... But you talked your best friend into it. I mean, I didn't have to talk him into it too hard. <laughs> but to to explain why I bounced off of uh, Fallout 76, it's not because it was Fallout. It was just, I was not into that particular loop. What it was to me was it was just like 
uh, collect scrap or, you know, junker the game, basically. It, and, the, the early game of it is that because you haven't accumulated a stockpile of things you need and you're constantly upgrading. Right. And where I'm at right now, I keep the same shit for a long time until I finally find something that's an upgrade. And for me, all my upgrades are only stuff with good random rolls on them. Well, there was nothing that was very good in automation. And f- for uh, one of my biggest gripes with Fallout, you know, pre- pretty much going back to Fallout 3 was the inventory management system using the uh, Pip-Boy is clunky to me. It just feels clunky. I mean, I understand that the aesthetic is, you know... That's, you know, that that's the the way that a person apparently keeps track of their inventory, you know. But well, so there's another for, thing that you probably didn't know. So you can, <clears throat> instead of looking at your pit boy every time and losing your view, um, I play with the controller. So on the controller, it's the menu button. Mm-hmm. While you have the pit boy pulled up, and it puts a semi-transparent screen over whatever you're looking at that's much bigger that you can see through that lets you manage everything. So you're quote unquote looking at your pit boy, but it's a big screen. So it's kind of like augmented reality pit boy. Yeah. It's like, it's just an overlay of the, whatever you're looking at. It might've been a little bit easier for me to deal with because, you know, constantly looking at my pit boy was driving me fucking crazy because it's like literally one half the screen size. Right. Well, the other thing about uh, Fallout and Fallout 76 was um, most MMOs tend to go with an icon. Uh, And Fallout has always been a text readout of whatever it is. So, you know, you don't get an idea of what the thing is until you do like a a model preview of it. Um, Whereas if you come from any other MMO that has an inventory system, like an inventory bag, you can look in the bag and at a glance know what's in that bag because, you know, you can see the icon for it. Um, So, I don't know, it's just, it's a convenience thing for me. But it made, you know, my time, my one day in Fallout basically drove me to to re-up my sub for uh, Final Fantasy XIV because... I was craving the MMO thing. I was craving something that I could uh, that I could grind. That was a lot on the last show. I was here. I was like, I need something that I can chew on for a long time. Um, and I kept putting off going back to an MMO because I get so much shit from you guys for doing so. Um, but the uh, the the reality is is that there really isn't that much coming out here. You know, I'll still play Aliens, you know, Fireteam Elite when that comes out, but um, I, I still need something that I can do on my own free time, right? Uh, so I did. I, I re-upped my, you know, my sub, and I started going fucking absolutely batshit crazy with it because I, you know, I just needed a grind. So I picked the most grindy things that I could do that I, you know, that... Basically, uh, you know, was the reason why I bounced off of the game in the past. Outside of the fact that you guys wouldn't give me, was wouldn't give me the fucking, wouldn't let me play the goddamn game without giving me shit for it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, but you're you're back to playing it. You've got a comfy game. 
Yes, it is my comfy game. I have always loved Final Fantasy, uh, and I keep coming back to it. I think this is the third time I've come back to it. Um, I, and I've realized that there are apple and orange games for us because you kept talking about unskippable long cutscenes or the 45-minute cutscene dungeon. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yep, totally not for me. Well, the thing I was is, getting impatient with Yakuza having five to ten minutes of cutscene at the intro for different things as it's building story, and I was like, I mean, the story's not bad, but I, but I do want to play right now because that was my whole break. Yeah. So now I've just got to pause it ad nauseum or let it play out and then miss the last half of the cutscene while I go back to work. The thing about the you know that particular dungeon is that it it is a part of the main story quest. Uh, it was one of the things that the uh, the developers uh, admitted they made a mistake on. Uh, by integrating a vast portion of the end game or the the end of the story into these dungeons, um, they basically made it so that anybody that reran it later on uh, would you know skip it because or they'd skip all the cutscenes because they'd seen it before. Well, any new person hadn't, and they wouldn't. You know, they generally wouldn't skip the cutscenes, and that would mean that all of the veterans would just run ahead and kill the boss, and the new people would never even see the progression of that. So they would be just in a constant cutscene and never actually play. Uh, so what they did to rectify that for the new players was make all the uh, all the cutscenes unskippable for everybody. So that means that nobody queues up for it. <laughs> And and that's exactly what happened. You know, all the veterans would you know saw that the cutscenes were unskippable, and nobody queued up for it. So now the the new players wouldn't even get a group going for you know for this thing because it's going to take forty five minutes, and everybody that's already done it once, you know, knows what's going on. Right. Right. So what they ended up doing was they made it so that if you ran it you got a fuckload of reward for doing so. You know, so if you were leveling another character, you could get almost an entire level uh, of XP for doing it. If you were running it on a max level character, you ended up getting additional rewards, additional currency rewards for doing so. Uh, and in that way, they got people to actually queue for it, and then, you know, new players were able to, you know, to experience the story without, you know, missing any portion of it, which is fine. It still takes 45 minutes to do. Um, it brings me to, so something new next week is I think we'll be playing alien. Excuse me. Aliens. Marines. Aliens co-op. This motherfucker. Aliens co-op comes out next week. Yes, it does. So that'll be kind of our new thing for next week. But I think for this week, it's just, comfy gaming the podcast because you yeah. know the aliens fire team is very much going to be um is very much going to be a co-op game you know that that is a game that i'm probably not going to play solo uh, uh cross my fingers that we don't and from all the early reports it doesn't look it doesn't it seems pretty good right from even the beta testers playing it so i don't have a lot of apprehension about it and i am looking forward to seeing that on game pass yeah it it it, it'll it'll be a thing um 
we'll be, we'll be able uh, we'll be able to play. That's for sure. Um, I wonder if it's a day one Game Pass or if we've got to wait for the weekend. You know what? I'm still not even convinced that it's coming out for Game Pass. I'm not buying it ahead of time because I've been burned before. But yeah, to be honest with you, even if it was on Game Pass, I would still consider buying it on Steam because I hate Xbox's app for grouping. I, I, I fucking despise. Well, don't make me play it. The PC game. You know, the, you know, the PC grouping on fucking Xbox's app. They were one of the very first ones to have fucking, you know, online parties. But they can't get their fucking app together to actually make it happen right. Maybe we need to just try partying on there instead of Steam. It's not that. It's it's just getting set up with the party. Like, if I fucking, you know, alt-tab out to go into the app to, you know, to join your party, for instance, half of the fucking time the app crashes and I have to fucking restart the goddamn app. Uh, you know, it's it's weird. It's a, it's like one of those fucking things, and I understand it's an Xbox, you know, you know, it's technically still in beta, but you would think that they'd fuck, you know, fucking figure that shit out. Um... I mean, for single player games, not a problem. Fucking play, you know, play on Xbox, you know, Game Pass, and you, you're you're fine. You want to group up with anybody? Just you, you're gonna play with a little bit of fucking jank to get it to work right. And we still couldn't ever get fucking you know Gears of you know Gears of War Five to actually go the way that we wanted to for fucking co op because something in the fucking code is you know. There's been about forty five patches since then so maybe it's fixed it, if, well, we got still, a, if we get to another dry spell we ought to give it one more shot i mean it's worth a try if it does come up on game pass i'm not well, convinced. It is on game pass. are you 100 percent sure can you show me proof uh I'll, because i'll show you on the break because uh you know because i'm not convinced that it's going to be free on game pass you're not convinced it'll be free on Game Pass? I'm I'm convinced that it, you know that it might actually show up on the Xbox app. It might be available to play on PC through Xbox on the app. But I'm not sure if it's actually a Game Pass title. That's that was my concern with it. I could be wrong. I'm I mean, that was the picture. Xbox News. August will be an exciting month. Yes. Especially if you have Game Pass, and there is a picture of Lemniscate, which got delayed, uh-huh. Hades, which already came out, 12 Minutes, which I've started to dick around with, uh-huh. Psychonauts 2, and Aliens is very clearly in that picture. Yes. But you know what's missing from that? Every one of the other ones has the word Game Pass next to it, The other, and Aliens does not. No, that's true. We'll just so see. that is the reason why I have reservations as to seeing whether or not it's going to be free as part of game pass um and we will have to you know we'll have to wait and see and you know see if that's going to be a thing there's there's that those are the things i pick up from you know from those images um but if it's not a, not free on game pass you i'm gonna buy it 100 on fucking steam i don't care it might eventually come up on game pass but you know by that time i'll already own it on steam and Steam's, uh, Steam's party system is, you know, far and above better than fucking Xbox's app, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, that's 
it's it's a, a proven thing at this point. But yeah, I'm going to play the fuck out of that. And yeah, you know I'm going to fucking play a support character because I play, you know, uh, I play a lot of fucking, you know, healers. Um, that's what I play in Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, <laughs> uh, crafter, healer, and I just, uh, just started doing ninja. Nice. I mean... It's it's full on fucking ninja. It's awesome. Uh, it 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 is it is a. I'd never done any melee you know, melee jobs in Final Fantasy fourteen. Three years, never touched a melee job. And then I picked up ninja, and I fell in love with it immediately because it's fucking Naruto. Uh, <laughs> full full with like kunai's and. The mudra hand signals, you know, hand signs to fucking cast like spell like abilities. It's 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 Naruto, one hundred percent. You even Naruto run with your uh, with your weapons out. Yep, arms behind you. Yep, because <laughs> you know that that is the way that that goes. Um, I mean, that's how you get super fast. I mean, that's it's, it's aerodynamics. 101, right? So you do Naruto run? run? You do Naruto run when... Uh, oh, I really can't play this game. Oh, come on. It's it's so... like There are so many things running against it for me right now. You, you are stuck on the whole, like, I don't want to be a Weibo. The thing is, is that the game is not a Weibo game. And you, you don't realize that because you haven't given it a shot. Everything you tell me... I... I am only describing, and you are only picking up the the stuff that you don't like about it, not the stuff that you might like about it. I mean, if I pick up on like thirty seven things I don't like, then will I like it? Well, I mean, you kind of need to like. It's free. I can, I you know, I've got it's I've got other things to play. Free. It has a. We've already been through this. Free trial. Yeah, that I'm not doing that. <laughs> but that being said, why don't we take a break <laughs> and save where we're at? And then let me get the dog out before hopefully it's not storming outside. And it's then storming we'll outside. Is it? Probably. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Had a little bit longer break there. Well, Rusty continue to try to get us into Final Fantasy. I mean, one of us, one of us. I said <laughs> your your best friend is yes. playing with you, so you've got you've got people. So, so yeah, so yeah, we've got uh, I've got my my longest longest time bud Cam actually started uh, uh, recently. Playing Final Fantasy XIV, uh, becoming one of the WoW refugees, um, and uh, admitted to me in almost immediately is like if I'd known this game had exist, you know, was this good, you know, a couple years ago, I would have just continued. I, I would have played this instead of World of Warcraft. And I'm just like, 
I told you two years ago that you should play this game. I don't want to, you know, give up WoW. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm just going to say it's a better game. (laughs) Well, and moving on to other things about games, there's a... So basically, we've got... See how much they don't want me to talk about this game? (laughs) Well, I'm just... It's good. Um, (laughs) He shuts me up every time I talk about it. So there's new (laughs) super... Roll your eyes. I don't care. (laughs) I'll call you out. I don't fucking care. (laughs) So there's new super sampling out, or in the process, essentially. So basically, you got DLSS, which is NVIDIA's answer to super sampling um, through AI. And there's another version available for AMD cards. And Intel's got something called XE Super Sampling. It's supposed to run lighter than DLSS. Okay. Um, Intel's also supposed to be making that, like, open. Yep. So it's supposed to be regardless of GPU. So you're supposed to be able to run it on an NVIDIA or AMD series card. So that's not regulated to the card type. Well, that's what well, Fidelity FX was like, I mean, too. Fidelity FX works the same way. You can use it instead of DLSS on an NVIDIA card. See, in, NVIDIA has always been part of, you know, do, been doing that shit for years now. This with stuff fucking, only works on our stuff. Right. For, for example, G-Sync. I mean, G-Sync is actually hardware inside the monitor, right? But, it, you know, but it is an officially licensed thing through NVIDIA. You have to actually, you know, a, mo- a monitor maker have to actually buy that shit from NVIDIA and license it. Um, you know, and uh, when you look at the other stuff for, uh, for AMD, they're like, no, we're going to just make this shit available, right? Uh, so FreeSync has been... Uh, has been a thing for monitors for a long ass time, and uh, only just now has Nvidia started to like roll that into the their driver support, right? Um, I think FreeSync's awesome. Yeah, I mean FreeSync is you know it's it's not. But I don't it's think expensive. it's as <laughs> I don't think is as robust as uh, G Sync is, but still, it's you know it is a you know a good option, right? Um, the the reality though is is that you know technology like DLSS you know anything that is a super sampling, um, it only improves the amount of visuals you can get out of current hardware, and in that way, uh, it extends the life of a piece of hardware. So, for instance, you know Jason's twenty eighty that actually can take advantage of DLSS. Um, that, you know, that is going to extend the life of that particular card for much longer. And in, Mm -hmm. in my, my opinion, anything that extends the life of a uh, particular piece of hardware means that that's one less piece of e-waste. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Hey, I'd be happy if my card lasts me another five or six years. (laughs) Right. I mean, considering how much we fucking spend on these things. Uh, they, they, they better hope, I, I really hope they last for a long fucking time. Uh, because I mean, the amount of those cards that are available right now are, uh, it's, it, let's just say it's really hard to find them and it's going to continue to be a little bit hard to find them. Right. Right. Oh so, yeah, it will be. 
Um, in fact, it's supply constraints still bad enough now that on their Q2 fiscal earnings call this week, uh, Jensen Hung said that uh, he would expect that we will see a supply constraint environment for the vast majority of next year. Oh, Jesus. Is his guess at That's this the time. president of NVIDIA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so NVIDIA themselves are like, yeah, these cards yeah. aren't going to be available until um, like what? Most of 2022 is going to be it, a supply constraint. It makes yep. the, if you don't I have mean, a game. They have, he said they still have plans to meet, meet growth for the remainder of the fiscal year for 2022 and the whole fiscal year of 2023. But, that doesn't really mean that there still won't be constraints. The problem is there are two major, two major chip makers in the world right now, right? There's TSMC and there's Samsung. Right. One's in China and the other one's in Singapore? Uh, was it Singapore or Taiwan? I can't remember. Samsung's in Taiwan, I believe. I think it is Taiwan. Yeah. Um. Either way, uh, both are impacted not only by tariffs, but, you know, there's just it's a, a well, even more so than the silica sh shortage since the COVID pandemic started, right. they've been at max manufacturing capacity at both facilities. Well, they had to ramp back so, up because some of those yeah. facilities shut down. And the thing about uh, the thing about silica silicon plants is that. They're a well-oiled machine while they're running. Uh, but as soon as you shut a plant down, it has to go through an entire process mm -hmm. of recleaning and retooling to get it to come back up and be at the right, you know, at, at the right yield for it's, production. It's also not a work-at-home job. No, you, no, it's not. You can also, I mean, best estimates were four to six months for a plant that was shut down. And Keep in mind, both of these makers both have multiple plants, right? But certain plants are told for certain things. And that's why you're seeing chip shortages across multiple industries. Yeah, they'll make a wafer um, and say, uh, and I'm pulling these numbers straight out of my ass, just, just as, a, uh, just as a, an example. But uh, under normal production procedure, you know, processes, you might be uh, get like out of a wafer, get, say, 100. Uh, 100 usable chips uh, of those chips, like maybe 40 or 50 of them are highly binned chips and another 40 of them are, you know, low bin. And then you'd have 10 duds basically. Um, and then, you know, you take and shut down a, uh, a plant and bring it back up again. All of a sudden your high yield chips are going to go down to like 10 to 30. You know, and your your mid bend chips are going to be the the larger portion of that, and then there's going to be uh, significantly more duds because you think just a speck of dust in the in the system will cause an issue. So, uh, you know, so as they get better, you know, get going, the you know the process will get better, uh, and the yields will get better so yeah. that you can get higher end chips. But on. for example, consumer consumer grade cpus and consumer grade gpus are on the lower priority of manufacturing yeah because so you have your larger industries for example such as car manufacturing governments etc 
um, that get a much higher priority than consumer and CPUs and GPUs. So, and, and the car industry is basically in a standstill right now, waiting for chips. Yep. So, um, while you are starting to see um, demand start to slack a little bit with uh, cards being found at much closer to MSRP some, than they were previous. Some of them are. Some of, some them, of are. them are. You know, it depends. Um, it really it, does depend. It is a promise. It is a promising sign that things are starting to turn, but this is not going to be a fast turn. This is going to be a much slower burn back to where production and demand meet than than anybody thought it would have been. If you were a card chopper, yeah. If you were a card chopper in the two thousand series era of uh of nvidia gpus uh you kind of understand these these cards are not necessarily being snapped up only by miners now it's just that they are not available but the shortage was still there um it was you're not going to see these sitting on a shelf for any length of time in fact they most likely will never hit a shelf they'll come in on a truck and be sold almost immediately and a lot of this, uh, um, a lot of this is why Intel has been in the works of making their own GPU for the last several years. Yeah. Their big push into it now to finish, uh, all of their, uh, design and get into production oh, yeah. is because they're the only other chip maker out there that could put any cards into the market. But they don't want to be just a silicon dealer. They want to make their own GPUs, which is, which is, I mean, it's what NVIDIA wanted to do uh, initially, mm-hmm. you know, and that is why the first party GPUs are the, the founders edition GPUs are, you know, uh, were a thing. And <clears throat> Intel, Intel knows how much NVIDIA makes off of that. And they're going to want to get a piece of that pie. It would be good to have a another competitor in in the field because it only pushes uh, performance over you know yep. over all th- you know all three manufacturers at that point. There'll be a three way rivalry, which is you know which is good for business uh, and it's good for consumers because we end up getting more choices, more options. Yeah. Um, but um, it's an it's one hundred percent an unproven card at this point as far as like what their performance is going to be like. So it'll be interesting to see. I want to. I mean, see, but there's big it, Intel's going far enough that they're spending three and a half billion dollars to upgrade their New Mexico facility with uh with chip manufacturing um um machines and processes yeah. that only TSMC has right now. Well, that uh, needs to be diversified and, for sure. And be and even beyond that, there are some new machines that only TSMC has one of mm-hmm. that can make these smaller nanometer chips. Mm-hmm. And Intel is buying two or three of them. I don't remember exactly because it's been a while since I read that article. 
but they're buying multiple of these to upgrade their plant in New Mexico with. Just imagine this. For for instance, I mean, We're, these this machine that TSMC has, if that machine goes down, the, the whole market for that particular chip is controlled by that machine. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a dis- disturbingly bad teetering point in technology, you know, because any number of things could happen in those plants, and that calls uh, that kills the supply chain for that technology. Yep, it needs to be I diversified. Mean, it needs this, to be in different places of the world. Well, this whole this whole manufacturing process um, is the very reason why. Um, uh, Qualcomm, AMD, <laughs> Qualcomm and AMD have uh more cores in their in their CPUs than uh than Intel does because they're manufacturing chips at a smaller nanometer size. I have never actually looked all of this up, so I had to look up a how it's made to follow along with the conversation. So just <laughs> FYI. Okay. But yeah. the these uh let's not go too far down the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. It's it's just but, I mean it's it is a lot of techno babble, like, but you know, the thing is is the reality is is uh if you if you look at it from this perspective, if you've got one place that makes one thing and that one yep. thing shuts down, you're fucked. If you've got two places that make that one thing and one place shut down, you're not so fucked. It's just going to be a little harder to get. But the part that point, I didn't get that I had to read up on was the fact that on a single wafer you had multiple voltages of silicone. Oh yeah. Oh oh, yeah. Uh, multiple bins. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't use the te- don't use that term because I had to look that up in about I read about four pages while you guys were talking. <laughs> so. Just to put it in layman's terms, if you've never heard of this, and this has never been something that was well, I ever had to look up. But long story short, when you're producing these, because you can't just produce 3.2 gigahertz chips, it comes out, and out of that big template, 5% of those are at that speed, and then the vast majority are at a lower speed. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more sense why it would really fuck you up if you stop production for a while because of things like that right exactly you know there is uh yeah now the good news (laughs) is we got a little too far in the weeds i'm sorry the good news is all of these upgrades that um that they're doing will allow them to increase the percentage of those wafers that come out with the higher megahertz values right uh, the higher clock speeds. They'll also allow them to stack more semiconductors in a processor. So uh, that'll mean even more cores stacked into a processor mm-hmm. um, because you can run more voltage on them. It, it can. We it, can get, go really far into yeah. the fucking weeds as far as how tech, you know, how but, these things are built. But but to get to the sum of the story, these upgrades as well as the uh, construction of new plants that TSMC and Samsung are doing, those new plants and these upgrades will not be completed until at least the end of this year or the beginning of next year. And it's going to take time. Which means there is no new production until then. And it will take six months to a year for full 
production ramp up. So the builds right. that we have with our PCs right now are the build. Right. So exactly. we're looking at we're looking at you know probably not seeing a uh, a um, an amount of graphics cards to meet the the need until probably the next generation of NVIDIA cards uh, come out. And that is, you and know, I would surprise, I would be surprised if that happens before 2023. Right. So you're looking at, I mean, it's, it's at least a couple of years. Like, I think it's like two or three years uh, between generations. Um, Generally, I mean, it so was only it was, about a year and a half to two years between the 20 series and the 30 series. Was it? I mean, it seemed like yeah. it was longer, but it uh, was 2019 when I had, I had a guy that was working for me that it got a 2070. Okay. Because 2030 series wasn't available yet. It wasn't available till summer of 2020. Right. But I mean, and I remember telling him, I was like, Hey, there's new chips coming out. And he's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and get this. I was like, all right. But yes, yeah. he's like ray tracing. I, was I mean, like, but new, new he series. was smart about it. I mean, he picked he, it up and he's got a card, right? He's got a card. That's and I thing. waited past that generation to the next generation and almost didn't get mine. And there's there's people out there that are still fighting for their cards. So we're talking the uh the very we are talking September twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's what I thought. July twenty nineteen for the refresh, right? Right. And then the thirty September uh September of twenty twenty. And then the thirty series was September twenty twenty. So year and a half two years that's about normal so we're not looking at you know getting we're, i seriously doubt we're going to see the 40 series or whatever the next rtx line is until 2023 or i would be surprised if it happened next year i would be i would be probably i would be floored if they actually do that i think if if i had to wager a guess we're probably not going to see another series of cards until 2024 uh, and give them an extra year because, because of the shortage. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in other news, um, there are a couple of games that have come out recently. Um, I mean, right now, help. I'm sorry, but just to finish <laughs> helping that right now, all of the new cards, whether it's NVIDIA's or it's AMD's, are all running into bottlenecks with all of the current processors. Yes. There's not a processor out there that can keep up, and that helps that. Yeah. Well, that means that my car, that our cards are going to be good for a while. Yeah. So, that being said, all the tech news aside, <laughs> back to video game news. Um, if you're looking for 4X, um, Humankind is out. Um, I have barely dabbled in it, but it is a thing. It is on Game Pass, PC Game Pass. Um, and then also Frostpunk 2 is in production. Nice. Uh, there's a trailer for it. It's just industry. It looks like uh, several decades after the last Frostpunk. And then it's just a dude that's dead and frozen with war written on his chest. So, so I don't know what that means. But I will tell you, Frostpunk is a strategy game that I've finished several times. But I haven't finished all expansions. Some of the expansions take it completely different ways. But I thought that the idea behind... Frostpunk was to survive as long as possible in an apocalypse of Snowball Earth. Yeah, but even in the original game, um, your people could revolt or would go on strike or would start to tear down industry or right. it wouldn't work or you'd have to like get them in line because they would fight rather than survive. But your core only had a certain lifespan. 
I'm I was I'm trying to figure it out because I didn't I, I've never finished a Frostpunk game. Um but the the general consensus was uh, it starts off fairly simple, fairly easy, and then it gets more complicated as the weather gets worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, to a point where basically it's not survivable. So I just don't understand how Frostpunk 2 happens. Like, is this even, well, you is survived. even after that? You survive. When you beat it, you mm-hmm. survived. Okay. And like the world's still a snowball. You've got the upgrades to stay. So there's even an endless mode to see how long you can go. Okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm, but I was just curious. It's an interesting strategy game. If you've never tried it again, also on regular game pass, game pass, game pass, as well as PC game pass. Um, and also steam and Epic and all that other shit. But, um, Frostpunk, it was actually free on Epic the other day. Um, Frostpunk is a really fun. I think it's a fun game because it, takes strategy and survival and kind of mixes the two and you're not you're just fighting the weather essentially well that and you have to pick the lesser of two evils a lot more often yeah it's it's a game about moral ambiguity right it's about choosing how far you can push people to keep them alive and then being able to live with the decision right and then it makes the decisions pretty hard it's like you could enact child labor and get a few extra hands, but you could also cause the people to revolt. You could work people in 20-hour shifts, but then they tend to get hospitalized after working that for too long. You have to, like, figure out how far, what you can do and what you shouldn't do, all while trying to pick ideologies that keep your people sane through survival. Um, You could try to rescue everybody, but if you rescue everybody, you will fail. Yeah. Um, and you will lose people towards the end. I don't know of anybody that's played a whole campaign where the last little bit, you don't lose people because you run into a spot where you have to push your people or push your generator so hard to keep them because it gets to like negative 200 degrees. Um, Jesus. And so you basically have insulated areas in your town and the outskirts you start outskirts. outskirts you start to you can regulate their temperature with these outposts that generate heat right but they draw power from your generator your steam generator and so you start to get to a point where you start to alternate them on and off to keep the so generator alive basically so thaw something out just enough and then you move on to the next sector or you just let whole sectors freeze Yeesh. so you just let the outskirts die because that's the only way I've, I haven't ever figured out a good way of beating the end game without alternating each of the sectors to like unthaw it, unthaw it for a little bit. Right. And then unthaw the next area and then unthaw the next area without completely, I don't know, just failing. So I've just come to the conclusion that the easiest way to do it is just to let the outskirts die and, and to put industry out in the outskirts more than housing and try to keep my housing as centrally located as possible. Right, because the generator gener- uh, generates heat automatically. So. It doesn't. It doesn't. The the further you push it, the further the heat goes out. Right. So if you can just keep most of your housing close to the central area and not grow your community too large. Right. You can save the majority of people, but there's no scenario I've ever had where I didn't freeze a community. Um, 
it's hard. <laughs> it's, I mean, but yeah. it's a it's a cool game. It's a really cool game, and it it's unique. There's just not a lot of it's like Sim City in a spoke, but people die all the time, and they revolt. No, um, I just send all the kids to the uh, to the mines. Children to the mines. I don't always. I don't typically use the child labor thing because there's such a moral cost to it. So I. Um, sometimes I do, depending on the campaign I'm running, sometimes I put them in like soup kitchens and they run the soup kitchen. So, cause I know the soup kitchens are always going to be hot. So you don't have kids dying and then they grow up to be adults. Right. And then mm-hmm. turn into your labor force. Um, but anyways, long story short, Frostpunk's a really interesting game. If you've never played it, it's been on a lot of places where you can get it at no cost or minimal cost. So, um, humankind, I, is the game where you basically start from. Um, a primitive society like Neolithic era, mm-hmm. and you build the world's history with your lineage, essentially. Okay. So, so it's 4X through the ages. Right, but not through the history of ages. It's through your history of ages. Okay. So I just, I don't, I haven't gotten past the tutorial yet. Though, that, that's but, how it differentiates itself from Civ. Yeah, um, it's a different concept, and then it's, <laughs> you know, whatever. I really like Amplitude Studios. Um, so I'm pretty behind this game and I'm also very behind, uh, Dungeon of the Endless 2 that's going to be coming out soon. Okay. Um, anyways, I think I'm about out of news. There's just not, we're at news light right now. Right. Everything's been overshadowed by the Blizzard stuff and then Blizzard is kind of in limbo as we hear more about what's going on and that's a whole mess. Um, and so the, a lot of the news sites we use have been like literally nothing or more information about free stuff coming out or the possibility of stuff coming out in Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, Quake series just came out with RTX on on PC, which yeah. is crazy. Quake 1 actually got a uh, like a full uh, full remake. It looks good. I mean, it still has that, you know, the Quake feel to it, but I, it, it it plays really well. I tried it on controller because on the Android version of it. What? On the Android version of it, you can't what? You can't play mouse and keyboard with uh Game Pass for Android. What? <laughs> you played Quake with a controller. I know. What? I was just trying to play it through Game Pass on the on the tablet. There's so, no so many Quake players are going, what? <laughs> there's not the option for mouse and keyboard on it that way. I just wanted to see if it would run at 60 FPS through console. Well, essentially. Okay, there, that, that's the benchmark. You never actually played it. Quake requires a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> I mean, I did place like 30th place at QuakeCon, like QuakeCon 2, so I'm very familiar. Yes. Quake um, requires a keyboard and mouse. I'm very familiar. However, um, that's been many moons ago. I just... Quake and a fucking controller. Don't what? lecture me on Quake. <laughs> I've got about 3,000 hours in fucking Quake 1 and 2. Okay, fine, but still. Dude. It was literally a test. And then I realized that with a controller, it's fucking trash. But. <laughs> but, it does, but it does run through the. I was trying high FPS games. Right. In, through um, Game Pass for Android. Yeah. And I wanted to see if it ran. And it absolutely runs at a high frame rate and fidelity, etc. And a lot of the PC options are on PC Game Pass for Android. I really... That'd be one thing. 
because you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to a tablet, I would like to see Game Pass support mouse and keyboard through Android. It's all either touch controller or controller. I'm pretty sure it'll it'll happen eventually. I'm sure if it it's in super already. beta right now. Yeah, if it has like, if it hasn't happened already, it's it's coming because I mean Android tablets are a thing. So <laughs> yeah, it is perfectly. Uh, it's a really cool option. Anyways, I can't talk enough about it. I mean, again, dicking around with it, but mm-hmm. I've got some games that I really do like playing through it. Right. It's just an extra feature of what I play on PC anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really have much more news. Jason, do you have anything? Nope. I'm I'm praying news dry. The, the well is dry. We're we're gonna we'll we'll talk a bit more about Aliens Fire Team, I'm sure, next next week, which is basically the only thing we're looking forward to at the moment. So Yeah, and it's like forty bucks even if it's not on Game Pass, right? About yeah. It's... Don't buy the skins version at eighty bucks. Wait a second. There's a shut up you didn't know about it. It's a forty dollar game. <laughs> so with that Jason where can you find us find us at tiltcast.com find us on facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast our youtube channels youtube.com slash real tiltcast search for us on itunes and spotify is that Subscribe. a will yeah it's a will <laughs> and find some friends of the show uh, we've got for the love of gaming we've got cabbage kbg we've got no quarters.net picking up the pixels uh, bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv they don't play game pass for android to my knowledge and with that it's the end of the show all right peace